Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their You got Good morning, afternoon, evening, brunch time, lunch time, spring football time, and Tennessee time. Final Four is coming up. Thought maybe a couple months ago Tennessee would be in that. That did not happen time. Everyone and their mother in the transfer portal time, but that's happening everywhere in the country time. Uh, baseball. Looking good time. Whatever time of day it is, boys and girls, it's the right time for the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio here on a beautiful uh, but a little chilly Friday afternoon here at Fort Rucker Studio. Just a couple miles here from uh, located in Old North Knoxville, just a couple miles away from the uh, Neyland Stadium, from Thompson Bowling Arena, from campus, from all of those fun things. Uh, Certainly happy Good Friday to everyone who celebrates uh, the day. Happy Easter weekend to everyone who celebrates today. I know that's a, a very important day and a very important weekend for a lot of people, so I wish you uh, wish you, wish you good health. I uh, hope you can be with your family and your loved ones. Uh, hopefully you've gotten some of your vaccine stuff in order so you can do that stuff a little more safely, and uh, hope everything is going well in your life, whether it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever day it is, whatever time it is. We're certainly happy that you're spending part of it with us here on the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Not just me on this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. We're going to go to an undisclosed location uh, at some point, some part of the uh, of the greater Knoxville area and speak to the one, the only Patrick Brown, who also, like me, uh, has a brand new piece of lawn maintenance equipment that we would like to use this afternoon. So we will not be talking forever on this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. What's up, Pat? I'm a new riding lawnmower. So came in this uh, early this afternoon. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get get out and get to using it. Yeah, I haven't, haven't gotten – now, we use tractors, and um, we use a tractor and a couple of running lawnmowers at the farm, and those are great. Um, but I still like the exercise that comes with the push mower so because uh, I need that because I'm uh, put on my quarantine 15. So, um, But lo- running lawnmowers are fun. We use them at the farm all the time, so uh, good luck with that. Uh, before we go on to football, guys, because we actually have football to discuss, Pat has actually gone and seen football practice for this spring when it's outside um, – we can send one person per outlet out to cover practice. Uh, not when it's indoors for COVID protocol reasons, but outdoors, uh, there's limited access. Pat's one of the people who gets to go as the beat writer. He gets our one pass without question. So we got football that we've actually seen. And by we, I mean, Pat has seen in person. Uh, so we'll talk about that, but quickly t- uh, touch on a couple things. One, um, it looks like one member of the Tennessee basketball staff who maybe was going to leave. looks like now he might stay. Uh, Desmond Oliver, I believe, was a finalist for the job at Winthrop. 
Uh, so I believe that that job has gone somewhere else. Looks like Oliver's still in play with the Vols to stay in Knoxville. So certainly good news for Tennessee there after leaving uh, after losing Kim English, uh, a rising star who's taken the job at at George Mason. So that's. Um, that's good news for Tennessee, I believe. Uh, certainly, I think there's going to be some more player departures via either the portal or, or via the professional route. Uh, no decision yet from John Fulkerson. No decision yet uh, from a couple other guys who might leave the program. No decision uh, as yet from Keon Johnson, although that's <laughs> he's going pro. There's, we, we know that. Uh, he'll certainly join Jaden Springer, who actually is going to keep it local and signed with A3, Chad Speck and those guys, whose office is just about a mile from here. He's going to be represented by those guys. Uh, those guys have a lot of uh, a lot of prominent professional athletes, a lot of NFL guys, certainly. And, and uh, so now they're going to add another NBA player to the fold. So congrats to those guys. That's a, that's a big addition for them. Also, quickly touch on baseball. Tennessee uh, ranked sixth nationally. Uh, Tennessee has won 37 of its past 43 baseball games, which is just crazy uh, what Tony Vitello and those guys have done with that program. Uh, And they swept LSU uh, last weekend, headed to Alabama starting tonight. They're going to play a three-game series in T-Town over the weekend. Uh, That'll be 7 p.m. Eastern Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Saturday, noon Eastern on Sunday, uh, the Friday game. uh, I believe it'll it'll be on SEC Network Plus. Uh, and you'll get to hear Eli Gold call the game, which is kind of nice. I know a lot of old NASCAR people uh, look over the fact that he's the voice of Bama football and stuff and, and enjoy the fact that, that he's got that old NASCAR background, just a great, one of the, the better broadcasters in the business. He'll be handling the first game. It'll be on SEC Network Plus. And then on Saturday and Sunday, uh, it'll be on uh, actually SEC Network proper. Uh, so you'll get to hear uh, Mike Morgan and Todd Walker and those guys who who do a great job. Uh, so so there's some baseball news for you. Certainly we'll talk about those guys more going forward in future episodes. Vitello and those guys have done an excellent job, and uh, they got Tennessee playing some some really good baseball. On to football. Pat, uh, we're going to break this up and talk a little bit. I guess we'll go um, – you want to go defense first or offense first, Pat? I'll let you make that call. Uh, well, I mean, I think with this staff, we have to go offense first, right? That's what I was thinking. The only other thing I was thinking is because we had the preview or, or like the five minutes of, of an intro and talking other news that we might get defense out of the way and then do offense because that's how those guys might do it. Be like, let's just get defense out of the way and then we can get to the fun stuff. Um, but I think I, I like where you're going with this. Uh, what have you seen? Uh, I guess the, you've been out there for two practices now. Was this, was this the second one today or the third? That you've been third one on Friday morning. Third one on Friday morning, so I can learn how to count better. I'm going to count gooder. You've been to three practices now this spring. What have you seen from Tennessee's offense? I know it's a fast-paced offense. Uh, can you tell during practice that they're trying to kind of get that stuff implemented quickly and get going? Because this is a big, big change for them offensively. Yeah, I, I would say across the entire practice, it's not a lot of wasted movement. Um, uh, and, and I say that with uh, you know, the, the, this coaching staff, they're not letting the little stuff slide by. Right. So yeah. they're, they're rolling through reps really fast. Uh, I don't know if they're doing all that two spotting stuff that the previous staff did in the team periods, but, um, during individual work, which is pretty much what we get to see, um, you know, there, there's not a lot of wasted motion. If you're not, if you're not in shape, you're, you know, you're going to be feeling it. Um, and that, and that goes through all the position groups on offense, but there's also a lot of, a lot of teaching, a lot of technique. You'll see guy, you'll see coaches stop guys. Um, even for the littlest thing, even if, uh, the offensive lineman who's supposed to be the defensive lineman for his teammate in the drill doesn't have his hand down a three point stance, he will be reminded to do that. Um, you see a lot of technique stuff being taught, um, 
you know, with the quarterbacks and the running backs working on their mesh points. Uh, obviously, that's a big part of this offense. Yeah. Uh, it, you can't really see the speed. I mean, it, th- there's a good pace to practice, but there's been good paces to practice on the previous staffs. But yeah. uh, you can kind of see some of the things that are going to be different about this offense and some of the things they do. I, I kind of touched on one, uh, the RPOs. Um, you know, that, that's a technique for the quarterbacks. Um, it, it's, it, it's an art to be able to take a snap, put the ball down at the mesh point where your running back can get it with also keeping your eyes downfield where you yeah. can see your keys. Right. Uh, and we saw in a video that, that Tennessee put out Josh Heupel talking to Hendon hooker about not overextending on the mesh point to get himself off balance, little things like that. They had to carry out their fakes. Uh, I know that that's a big part of this offense for, um, for the quarterbacks, even if they're handing the ball off, you fake a, you fake your throw, you fake a throw, you might hold a linebacker for just a split second enough that he gets out of the gap. So yep. little things like that. Um, and really routes on air, that's another thing we've always gotten to see. Um, you really see the wide splits with this, with this staff. That's another big thing that um that that this offense will do in terms of the tempo. They'll also spread guys way out wide to where it's almost like um, you know, the other nine guys on the field don't even matter. It's just those two kind of one-on-one matchups. So um, you know, on one side of the field, it's, it's one receiver's lined up at the numbers if they're on the far hash and the other guys lined up basically on the boundary. I mean, it, it, it they, they are spreading the field from sideline yeah. to sideline. So, um, and on Friday morning, we got to see some, uh, they, they kind of moved down the field a little bit towards the end zone and did some, uh, some, some pick route, rub route concepts. Um, I know that's a big thing that this offense does too, yeah. from having watched a little bit of UCF from last season. So, um, you know, they, they, they kind of do that and, and, uh, like I said, it's a lot of hands-on teaching, but you can kind of see not necessarily the pace. You know, I, you won't get to see the pace till uh, maybe the spring game and until the season gets here when you see how fast that they're going and if they're snapping the ball with 30 seconds left on the play clock and things like that. You can't really see that in what we've seen in practice, but you can see with the offense a lot of the things, uh, particularly with some of the skill groups, uh, what they're going to do that that's going to be drastically different. And, and in talking to some players, they, they, they say it's it's very different from little things like, uh, you know, we touched on the, the RPO stuff. Uh, listen to some of the receivers talk about how, you know, they're coached now on who to, which official to give the ball to if they make a play. Yeah. Um, that's something that Cedric Tillman on, uh, I think it was Wednesday, talked about. He made a big catch in practice and he was fired up. And then uh, before the next play, Cody Burns pulled him and said, hey, you gave the ball to the wrong official. Like they, <laughs> they coach that that kind of yeah. stuff now. So um, when you're talking about taking over and kind of starting from scratch with, with the program and with an offense, that's kind of what they're at. But um, we get to see – a lot of the same stuff uh, that we were getting to see before, but you, you can't see some of the differences that, that, that this offense is going to bring. And, um, and I think the big thing and in talking to Alex Golish last weekend, and this is for both sides of the ball. I think the staff is trying to keep things pretty simple schematically. I don't think they're throwing a bunch of install at them right now because they're trying to see what guys can do. Right. Yeah. Um, they're trying to get to know this roster. So they're kind of sacrificing uh, being able to put in a bunch of install stuff. And they did a lot of install stuff, uh, before spring practice in the meeting room, things like that. But um, right now I think they're trying to keep things simple on both sides of the ball, just so they can evaluate and see what these, these guys can do and go from there. Yeah. That's one thing that I, that I, you know, if you've, if you're one of those people who's listened to the press conferences, we've had this, uh, the ones that we've had with Hypo and with coaches this spring, and you've paid attention to the questions that some of us are asking, I think it's, I'm making it pretty obvious that I, I find the pace thing to be really fascinating. And what I mean by that is I want to know how you, how you teach it because you it's not natural to go that fast it's not 
instinct. You know, you grow up, and, and I know that you're doing more stuff with tempo at the high school level now and, and coaching at the high school level and the, the youth level is getting better all the time. But it's not natural to want to play as fast as they play, just like with basketball. It's not, you know, the way Pearl wanted to play his first couple of years at Tennessee was not natural, how quickly you want to go and push the pace. So I'm wondering how you get guys to operate at that level. And, and I think the only way to do it, especially at first, is to keep things really, really simple. Because you, you want to see what they can do, but you also need to see what they can do within the construct of what you're trying to do offensively. And I'm not saying that they go pace just for the sake of pace, but they almost kind of do because the point of it is over the course of 60 minutes, uh, eventually you are going to absolutely wear down and get gassed trying to run after these guys and that they're going to be in shape to do it and you're not going to be able to do it. It's kind of like a psychological and physical warfare over the course of 60 minutes, what they're trying to do. So I just, I'm always curious how they implement that. And what I also am curious to see, and Pat, I, I bet we've not really had a chance to see this yet, is how the offensive linemen will cope with that because it, it will be um, – it's it's one thing to do this at 200, 220 pounds. It's another to do it at 320 pounds. Yeah, and that's something you can't really, you know, get a grasp on and what they're doing in, in, in just individual drills. Yeah. Um, you know, but Alex Golish was, uh, he was actually pretty honest uh, when he was asked about that last weekend. He said that was a concern of his. That you're taking these big guys and asking them to play 90 snaps a game. I mean, that, that's challenging. And, yeah. um, you know, you can put in a an off, you know, you can put in an off-season conditioning program, but, uh, you know, it may work over the course of eight months, but it may not, you know, you may not see the, the sort of the payoff after just a couple months, um, you know, with Kurt Schmidt just getting here in what, February. So, um, you, you know, I, I think it's, and he said that it, they were probably further along than maybe he thought they would be. Um, and, and, and so, yeah, like I said, it's hard to see that in practice, but yeah, I mean, the tempo is, uh, you know, I, it's going to be different. I don't think Tennessee is going to be humming along like UCF was last season. I mean, they were in year three of that, of that system, but at the same point, um, you know, what, what he did at Missouri, his first year there, uh, I think that's maybe, I think that's maybe the better comparison because Missouri was miserable in offense in 2015. I think they averaged like 14 points a game. Yeah. Uh, and the next season with, with Heupel, they went from, they're averaging 500 yards a game and uh, 31 points. So yeah, um, that they went, know, they he, went, they went from one twenty fourth. 124 nationally out of 130 teams or whatever in total offense to 13th nationally the next year. Yeah. So, I mean, he, you can make it happen quickly. Um, and, and, and again, you know, I think the staff has been pretty open saying that, you know, if these guys aren't mobile enough to do some of the things we had our guys at UCF doing, we're going to have them do what we had those guys at UCF doing. So um, even, even some of the, the position work we get to see, we don't get to see a lot of, uh, too many examples of guys pulling things like that. That's yeah. something that they did a lot at UCF. Uh, I, I don't know if they've got athletic enough guys to do that with, with this bunch. Um, maybe a couple of them, but maybe not, maybe not all of them. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the, the tempo is designed to keep the defense off balance and to wear them out. I mean, yeah. if, you know, and we've heard a lot of defensive guys talk about it, talking to Trayvon Flowers and Taylor McCullough on Wednesday too, they were saying we're having to play fast because the offense is playing fast. So, mm-hmm. You know, if you don't see it a lot and, and in the SEC, you know, I think Ole Miss is the only team that goes as fast as Tennessee will want to go a lot of the time. Um, you know, you, you're still over trying to get the play call and they're snapping the ball. You know, you're not sure what you, you, you put stress on a defense that way. And then you also try to kind of pick out, you know, and isolate guys. You want to get your best guy on their worst guy. 
Um, that's that's something that this offense is going to do. So they're going to try to get uh, maybe Valus Jones, who who's had a good start to spring, uh, on maybe one of the other teams' slower defensive backs. They're going to try to get tight ends in the slot mixed up on smaller defensive backs. They're going to you know try to get guys that um, you know if you play up on them, they're going to run past you, and if if you play back, they're going to run a lot of hitch routes and just take what what the defense is giving you. So, um, but they want to they, they want to do the tempo and um, and again it, it and. I think you asked Cody Burns this the other day is, is or I know you wrote about it uh, on the site, but uh-huh. uh, the way he said it was it's who we are. It's kind of, it's not just, they get out on the practice field and go fast, right? Yeah. They kind of have to live it that way. And that's something that you have to do from the minute you walk into the complex. That doesn't mean you have to do everything, you know, in a hurry, right? What's the, what's the old, be, old adage? Be quick, but don't hurry. Right. So y- you want to be, uh, you want to be thinking fast and, and and it puts a lot on the quarterbacks. And so, um, you know, I don't know from what we see, there's not really a chance to get a whole lot of separation in terms of who's looking good. Yeah. Um, I definitely think Brian Maurer looks healthier. He looks more confident. He's kind of got his, uh, I don't want to say a swagger back, but that's something we always heard about him. Right. You know, I remember Chris Winky, one of the first times we talked to him about Maurer said that he's got, got some moxie to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we didn't really get to see that a lot last year. I don't think he was very healthy. Uh, dealing with a hamstring injury. And so, and then, you know, his freshman year, he was in the lineup because he kept getting himself concussed. Um, so he, if he, he if, kept, kept running into things, he, he tweeted that he, you know, felt finally felt healthy for the first time since his freshman year. You can kind of see that about him. Um, and, and, and Hendon Hooker carries himself as, um, he, he carries himself as a veteran. Harrison Bailey, I think, is still, uh, I think he's quickened his release a little bit. It looks like he's moving faster, it looks like he's operating faster. Um, than, than he was under the previous staff. And, and that's what you have to do. You know, that was something that, that was a question for uh, for me about him going into the season is because there were times last year where he looked like he was half a second or a second slow kind of processing things. Yep. And a lot of that will come with time, right? A lot of that he'll get more experience. He'll be able to read defenses. He'll know what he's getting. Uh, but part of that is this offense. It just naturally will speed you up because you have one, two quick reads and you, and you know it's got to go fast. So, um Tough to take, tough to get any separation there, but we have heard some some things about guys standing out, and um, but there's also you know they're also missing some guys too, right? So you know Jalen Hyatt's not doing hardly anything. Malachi Wyman's not doing much. Um, it, it's been good to see Austin Poe back out there, right? I mean, he was yeah, a guy that missed that, all last season. That's a, that's Still, a shame with Hyatt especially because Hyatt and Wyman both, but Hyatt's a guy who could really take off in this offense. Yeah, and he still might. And, and uh, I think a guy that's taking advantage of the chances he's getting this off season is or this spring is, is Jimmy Cowell. We've heard yeah. uh, both both Alex Golish and now Josh Eiple and have, have kind of said he's a guy that's making some plays. So um, of that sophomore group, he's kind of the only one that's um, that, that's out. Of all of the other three are kind of dealing with stuff, right? Because Hyatt's been limited, Weidman's been limited, Holiday's practicing, but he's in a non-contact jersey. Um, and so Callaway is that other sophomore that one of those four guys a lot of people are looking at and saying, you know, can they step up? And so far he's shown that he can. And um, he looks pretty quick. I mean, just kind of watching him, there, there's some bursts there. And, you know, I think he was a 10-7 guy at, in 100 in high school and uh, claimed to run, in, you know, run a 4-4 or, or thereabouts. And uh, he's got some speed. And, and he's kind of one of those speed guys that, that this offense loves to have. Pat, before we go to break, I, it's kind of a – these are questions that are tough to ask, but again, or t- tough to answer, I should say. They're easy to ask. They're really tough to answer. Um, but, you know, from what you've seen off of these three days, and it's been, you know, again, the individual periods can show you a lot more than nothing, right? They show you a lot more than nothing. 
they don't always show you what team periods show you. That's just the way right. it goes. But with that said, um, is when you're talking positionally, you know, or individually, what are some things that have caught your eye in terms of hmm, this might be okay, or hmm, this doesn't look very good? Anything that a couple things that are just whether it's positions or players or anything that's surprised you in a good or bad way. Um, I'll start on the offensive line. Obviously, they got to find a left tackle, right? Um, and, and somebody that Josh Heupel talked about after Friday's practice was Dane Davis, who uh, a lot of fans, even even the most diehard fans, are probably like, who is that? Um, he's a former walk-on. I uh, played at Sullivan East up in the Kingsportish area. I don't I don't want to get my I don't want to make any Tri Cities people upset. I know how uh, they can be if you mislabel where they're from. Yes. He's listed from Bluff City, so if you're from Bluff City, shout out to you. There you go. Um, it's a former walk-on, but um, I, I was kind of watching offensive line drills on Thursday, and uh, he's listed at 6'7", 325. He's every bit of 6'7". I mean, he yeah, is, he's, he's, he is. I've he, taken lots of pictures of him earlier in his career. He's a big dude. He's, I mean, he's he's got a head. You know, he's got a few inches on guys like Carvin and, and some of those other guards. So, um, and, and and Heifel talking about him on Friday just said he's the guy that's kind of playing how they want him to play, you know, playing hard through the whistle, being consistent. Um and, and I think he's a guy that, that the previous staff liked because I think they put him on scholarship back in December. Yeah, Jim, so, Jim Chaney liked him a lot. Jim Chaney talked to me about him a couple times. He really liked him. So, um, you know, he, he's a guy that, you know, that's a big question mark, right, for this offense. Who's going to play left tackle? You know, do they have to slide Cade, Cade Mays over there? Do they flip Darnell Wright over there? Um, you know, what do they do? It looks like, you know, Dane Davis is getting a lot of reps there, and it looks like he's the first in line with that bunch. Now, Carolyn Calvert's a guy that um, is getting some work over there, too. I don't know how healthy he is. He's got his ankle wrapped up pretty good. Um, but the rest of the offensive line doesn't really – it's not really shaking out too surprisingly. Um, but, you know, that, that's something that's like, okay, that's interesting. Um, as I mentioned, having Austin Pope back I think is nice. Just watching some uh, – the tight ends work on the sled the other day. You know, he brings a lot of pop. You know, they run a drill where he kind of has to come across like he's coming across the formation to do, get a kickout block and good blocker. He gets it right, got the technique right, knocks the knocks the knocks the thing back a couple yards and wasn't wearing then a you, single brace. I didn't see him wearing anything on his wrist, his elbows, his knee. I didn't see him wearing anything. It was like, dude, who are you? He's no longer the bionic man, right? Um, and then you see Princeton Fan go through, and I don't want to I don't want to put Princeton on the spot here, but. He had to go through it twice because he couldn't get the same kind of pop and the same. Yeah. He didn't have the. He didn't have his hands right. You know, he kind of. He kind of kind of conversed with with Goalish about how to do it right. So, um, you know, you see little things like that. Um, the running backs again. It's it's really hard to get a, a judge on running backs when they are, um, you know, just running through a shoot after taking a handoff, right? Yeah. Um, but we've heard good things about Jabari Small. Uh, they're keeping D back with there for now. Um, Tyon Evans is, I think was doing some good things early. He's also another guy that's not been practicing a whole lot lately. Um, he's out there and he's in uniform, but he's not really taking him any reps. Boy, he physically uh, looks good though. He does look the part for sure. He's a really, he, he is, you know, talking about how big Dane Davis is. Tyon Evans is not big. He's not, he's not a water bug kind of guy. No, no, he um, will, he will get downhill and but, hit you. But he is, uh, he, he's, he's like a little bowling ball, maybe a little John Kelly-ish. Yeah. Oh, I like, um, that. I like that. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, I like that. Maybe a little that. bit, but a little, a little bit more. Um, what's the word? They a little bit, maybe a little bit more wiggle just from watching his his JUCO film. But again, you haven't seen them out there doing a whole lot. Lenith Whitehead's out there in a non-contact jersey. Uh, I think Jalen Wright had a good run in a team period the other day. Yeah. Um, but he's a guy that's got some burst too. So, um, 
touched on the quarterbacks as well. I, I don't know how much separation there's going to be coming out of spring. I think those guys, as Hypel talked about in, in sort of your question, they're all kind of trying to find their way right now, doing some good things, doing some bad things. But uh, they're, they're all kind of trying to just kind of, I don't want to say keep their head above water. Um, but, you know, you, you see some good throws. You see some bad throws. You see some guys that, that are better catching the ball at receiver than the others. Um, so, you know, but yeah, that, I think that answers your question. Right, it, it does. Yeah, it does. It does. I was just curious. Cause, and I wanted to make sure we mentioned Tyon Evans too, because he's a guy who just, every time you look at a picture, you go, man, that's what you want him to look like. That, that's what they, right. that's what they look like when they're, when they're right. So yeah, lots of good stuff there. Um, and again, we, we, we could spend hours talking about this, but we're hitting the bullet points here because we got a whole spring and really a whole off season to discuss all this. So what we're, we're going to do here quickly, we're going to step away, pay some bills, listen to some products, uh, ads, you know, services, in-house stuff, all that other fun stuff. Come back in just a second and talk a little Tennessee defense. Maybe they're, maybe they're going to play defense. We'll, we'll see. Maybe the new staff cares about it. We'll see. Heupel's an offensive guy, but uh, made some pretty good hires on the defensive side. So we'll be back in just a second and talk about that. Hashtag ad. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Go Vols 24-7 podcast, brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago. During that commercial break, Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio and Patrick Brown coming to you from an undisclosed location here on a beautiful but but chilly Friday afternoon here, good good Friday here in Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, God's own Knoxville, Tennessee. It's a, it's a little cold today, but, uh, but that's all right. It's uh, better than when it's... Uh, raining like three and four inches as it's been doing for the past couple of weeks so uh that's like per day so yeah i'll t- i'll take this over that we got a lot more tennessee football to discuss in this segment we're going to talk about the defense and all that before we do that though we're going to take a quick break here just to remind you guys pretty 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 please go in there right now take a minute out of your day and hit the subscribe button on this podcast please rate and review this podcast whether it's on you know apple Podcasts, spotify iheart tune in stitcher 
anywhere in the world. You can cast the fine pod. You can find the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. We are everywhere all the time, um, and we do this for free, and we're happy to do it. But the one thing that we're going to ask is if you could please, please take a minute out of your day. Please subscribe. Please rate. Please review. Uh, please tell your friends, but also please do those things because because those things with the metrics, they, they really, really help uh, as those formulas kind of get calculated and they, they present it as an option to other people. Um, that's more than anything. Word of mouth and that rating or viewing, all of that helps us a lot. So please do that. Please also give us a look at GoVols247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets to get coverage of all things Tennessee athletics. I got we got tons of stuff there, and we'll discuss that at the end when we're when we're getting on out of here. But um, there's just tons of reasons to do it. And if you pay us a full price, which is less than a mediocre lunch per month, you get access in perpetuity. As long as you're a full paying member with us, you get access to Paramount Plus, which has all kinds of great stuff. And watching that for a couple weeks now, there's just been so many cool shows on there from so many networks and, and movies and other things. So there's plenty to discuss there. So please go in and do that. That would help us a lot. That helps us uh, keep this thing free for you, uh, which is what we would like it to be, which is free for y'all. So thank you, thank you, thank you for doing that. If you haven't done it, uh, I rescind that thank you, and I say I'm disappointed in you, and I would like for you to go do that. So please, please, please go do that. Pat, moving on, and before I ask you about defense, I want to ask one question specifically about Heupel. You've been out there for three practices now. I know he's an offensive guy, right? And he's a quarterback. He, you know, he he won a national championship, came second, you know, for the Heisman Trophy. Uh, played in the NFL until he had some some shoulder issues that wouldn't go away, so he retired and became a coach. Um, so he's definitely an offensive guy. Coached the position, played the position. You know, when he's out there, is he one of those guys who's like a head coach and he really does go everywhere, or is he a head coach who's like? These are my quarterbacks. Because we know that Jeremy Pruitt, for the most part, liked to be with the defensive backs whenever he could. Um, and, and we saw that Butch Jones liked to be with the wide receivers and stuff whenever he could because that's sort of the position where they cut their teeth and that's where they, they, they knew the most about. As you watch Heupel out there, is he, does he rove around or does he really, really pay attention to the offense? Um, a little bit of both. So it's probably yes to no. I mean, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. All, all these head coaches, they all, you know, all of them were – something was their baby, right? They yeah, all yeah. came up as a defensive, as a certain position coach or as a coordinator on one side of the ball with Hybley played quarterback, coach position, was offensive coordinator. Um, and, and like, like Joey Hollisley, who is Tennessee's quarterbacks coach said it in, in February, Hybley's always going to be in that room. He's always going to come by. He's always going to be involved. Yeah. Um, Hollisley played with Hypel, coached for him, has coached for him for more than a decade now. So he, he kind of accepts the, uh, kind of accepts it. And, uh, Mitch Militello, who's the, the quality control guy for that position group, he he's been at UCF, and I think, uh, yeah, I think he was at UCF with Hypel. So they they kind of all know the deal. They know he's going to be involved, but he is not over there all the time. Um, something that uh, that is a little bit different is, is Tennessee stretching. I know everybody likes to oh, it's a stretching period. They're split up into three groups now, so it's not just one whole team. Hmm. There's the offensive and defensive line in the middle of the field, and the end zones. There's the wide receivers and the defensive backs and then there's the quarterback side ends and linebackers. So, um, and he'll, he'll, he'll mingle through there and, and go through different groups there to interact with different players. And they're playing um, music again, Sun- right? Aren't they playing music? Right. Again? Yes. Music is back. Uh, they're playing some, some Nipsey the other day. Um, nice. Grant Ramey would appreciate nice. that. Nice. Um, so, uh, and, and he, you know, he had his son, uh, Jace with him there. He, he was shadowing him on Thursday. That was kind of cool to see. Um, let's get falling around, but, from what we've seen in the past couple of practices, um, Hypo will kind of, after they kind of break into their position groups, he'll go over the defensive side. 
for a period or so. And he's not coaching guys, you know, prove it. He would jump in and get pointers, right? Yeah. Heibel's not doing that. He's just kind of watching from 10, 15 yards away. Uh, I think he's pretty much given Tim Banks and that side of the ball sort of some free reign, but he's not completely like ignoring it, right? Um, so he's involved over there, but usually by the time they get to routes on air and, and the quarterbacks have footballs in the air, he, he's over there making sure that those guys are doing what they need to do. So yeah, I wonder, I wonder, uh, I, that, I was wondering if he was the head coach whose defensive philosophy was to be like, hey, um, you also should blitz more or stop blitzing. We can't cover them or, you know, just really, really basic things like that. Uh, it, it might be, we'll see. But, um, you know, he, he uh, like I said, you can, what you can, Take the quarterback out of the coach, but you can't take the coach out of the quarterback. Did I reverse those? Mm, I think I, I did. So. I, I think we got the point right, though. Right. So, I mean, he, he's going to be over there. And, and you know, I think uh, – and, and, you know, you brought up Butch Jones. And he didn't even have a quarterback's coach, did he? Right? I mean, Mike DeBoard was his quarterback's coach in title, but worked with him, you know, with the offensive line most of the time. Yeah. Um, and, and that group was pretty much left with Nick Sheridan, I think is the offensive coordinator somewhere now. Uh, maybe Indiana. Is that right? That sounds right. Uh, so, I mean, he's gone on and done fine, but um, and now Heupel, you can you can clearly see the emphasis he has on that position because he's involved with it. Halsey's involved with it. Um, you know, they have a you have a you know a support staff guy who's involved with it. So, uh, but yeah, he 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 is a quarterbacks guy, and that will always be his position that he um, is involved with. But he he's not strictly just like completely ignoring uh, the other you know, the defensive practice field. Yeah, I like head coaches who were either quarterbacks or or tight ends. I think those guys, um, or, or like middle linebackers, I think those guys usually make good coaches. Just like I think former catchers in baseball tend to make really good managers a lot of times. It's just one of those natural transitions. Uh, Pat, when you talk about the um, the defense, what have we been able to see so far? And by we, I mean you, because you're the one out there. In, in terms of, you know – from position, you know, from from individual drills, can you tell sort of formationally what they want to do? Can you tell, you know, who might be sort of lining up where? What what can you actually glean from the individual portions of practice that are open so far? Well, you can you can glean that Rodney Garner is is that dude. He's a bad. <laughs> I mean, he's a bad bad dude. I mean, he is. Uh, he he's getting after those guys uh, and. and you do a rep wrong he's gonna holler at you and you're gonna know about it and that's if you are matt butler who's been doing this for five years or if you're byron young and you've been here since january so um he yeah he he is he is intense uh i know you know you, you listen to him talk in a press conference when he got introduced right and you're thinking this guy's pretty laid back be chill yeah, yeah. You're matt butler say yeah, he, can, he, he can joke around and, and you know kind of be cool but He's on the field, man. He is fired up, and um, you know he, he's got those guys doing a lot of uh, a lot of footwork stuff, a lot of agility stuff. I think they're trying to get quicker up front, and they're trying to maybe slim some of those guys down. And there's some guys that I think that are probably moving pretty good. You know, watching some of the stuff they were doing on Friday, I thought uh, you know I thought Carl Garland looks like he's a little bit quicker, um, moving a little bit faster on, on the lower body. Same with Elijah Simmons, which I know will fire you up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, even though he, even though technically I get to claim him because he's a Memphian. Um, so, and, and a lot of people also are wondering how they're going to have outside linebackers. Mike Eckler is usually coaching alongside Garner. So there's a lot of juice with that, those drills, right? 
because Eckler is he's a bounce off the walls kind of guy. Yeah. So Eckler is a human, uh, that, human, human uh, he's like a human Red Bull. And so you know you see, um, you know those guys are close to where we can go. So you know we get a pretty good view of how they're doing things, and um, those guys are rolling through drills. I mean their their pace their pace is really fast, um, and, and they're doing a lot of a lot of technique stuff. Um, and, and positionally, you know, Tyler Barron's working with that group. Bryson Easton is working with that group. Um, not really a surprise there. Those were kind of bigger outside linebackers since he had last season. Yeah. Um, Byron Young was an interesting one. I think he had to be an edge guy just because I, I didn't think he had the skill set to be a more traditional linebacker. And he, I mean, if you were making putting a, an outside edge rush guy in, together in a lab, um, he probably would be close to what you would want. He's got really long arms. Yeah, um, that's help. Every bit of six three. You can see he's got some burst. Uh, he went through a drill on Thursday, basically standing straight up. Which, if you're a defensive lineman, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and Garner was he was not thrilled. And then that that rep alone had him hollering, "Do any of y'all want to get better today?" And so, you know, it was like I mean, and so it's just. Um, kind of old school, kind of that kind of thing. So, um, from where we get to stand, we don't get to see the linebackers really well. Um, sort of a ragtag bunch over there right now. With you know, obviously Jeremy Banks is not practicing. I'm surprised. Uh, Roman, Roman I'm surprised Roman Harrison's with that group. That surprised me to be honest. Yeah, he. It's kind of hard because he's he's kind of a betweener, right? I mean, let's be honest. Um, he doesn't have some of the things you need to be a true edge rush guy and what they were doing last season on their last half. And he's not really a big enough to be a defensive end with this group. So, um, but he plays hard. He's got a motor um, and he's got some instincts. So maybe we'll, we'll see what they get, you know, what they can get out of him, but him not being able to, to go through spring at linebacker, I think is not ideal for him. Uh, but we did get to see both those guys out there on Friday for the first time. They were just doing the stretching. Then they went inside with a few other guys that are limited and or not practicing. So, uh, but they are here. They're fine. Um, uh, although Heupel uh, did say after practice on Friday that didn't think any of those guys would be cleared for full contact by the end of spring. So, um, but, and, you know, we don't get to see a lot of the cornerbacks, although little changes that usually under the previous staff, the guys who were playing the star position were with the safeties. Now they're with the cornerbacks. Those guys are working with Louis Martinez. So uh, Theo Jackson's over not with the safeties anymore is with the corners um Danico slaughter did practice on friday but he's been over there um and so and, and then with the safeties tim banks is usually working with those guys not surprised he was a safeties coach at penn state that's his that's his thing that's how they're splitting up the uh the secondary between those two coaches which i think makes a lot of sense um but that group has you know dale mccullough trayvon flowers Tamir mcdonald and then um, a guy that a couple teammates talked about this week is, is Christian Charles, a freshman. Um, good athlete, good looking really good athlete, good looking prospect. I mean, he kind of he kind of has the build you want. Looks legitimate, six one. Looks pretty well built. I think he could probably stand to put on a little bit more weight, a little bit more strength. I mean, he was a high school quarterback, um, and, and I think he was hurt most of his senior season. So um, again, the, the previous staff kind of took a flyer on him. And I think they were kind of playing at cornerback. They got him working at safety right now. He's in a non-contact jersey, so he's probably not doing everything. But uh, both Flowers and McCullough were pretty complimentary of him the other day, saying that he's, yeah, he's a young guy, but he kind of carries himself like a veteran. Um, and so, and, and and Tim Banks, you know, he didn't he didn't mention a lot of guys by name, um, but he 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 seemed to be pretty intrigued by what Tamari McDonald could do. So, 
Where's he from, from, Pat? He's from Memphis. Um, And so, you know, you you don't get to see – again, you don't get to see these guys play football, right? So, you know, we're not out there. We don't get to see a whole lot of football. We're hopeful that maybe one day Heifel is just like, screw it, you guys can watch practice, like the whole practice. Um, Maybe he'll throw us a bone one time. Technically, we are still owed one because I caught that punt from Trevor Daniel that one time. So, that is true. That we have um, never been paid back for that, not once. So, uh, you know, if I need to go back out there and do it again, I will. Do you, um, do you, do, wait, what I say, do you still have the skills to do that? It's been a while in quarantine, man, and you got like dad life going on. Like, you know, it's a little different now. Once an athlete, always an athlete, Wes. Um, so yeah, I could, <laughs> yeah. I could go do yeah, it. Yeah, I was a decent baseball uh, player, and I couldn't do anything now, <laughs> really. But you know, as, as we move, uh, as Tennessee moves forward through spring practice, I'm interested to see if we see some guys change positions, so they start moving some guys around. Um, you know, with the previous staff, it was almost accepted that's what was going to happen, right? There was a spring, um, I think, between 2018 and 2019, and really their first two springs, they were moving guys. It was almost like daily when you got the practice, you're like, okay, I need to check every position group because I need to see if, if somebody's moved, right? Yeah. Um, we haven't got to that point yet, and it seems like the staff, for the most part, has kept guys where they were you know you know Tyler Barron and Easton and those guys sliding down to, to defensive end that's not a huge change no. um that's not you know that's not guys moving from one side of the ball to the next or or you know somebody going from offensive line to tight end or whatever so running back to linebacker or anything like that so do they do more of that I think you know talking to, to Tim Banks this week he was very much like we're still trying to figure out what these guys can do and so they're keeping it simple letting guys play fast letting them play hard they want to see what your effort is can you tackle can you get off blocks that's what they're seeing with the defense and um like i said it's a lot of technique work um and so uh and a lot of attention to detail but um but that's kind of where they are right now i think is they're still sort of evaluating what they have will they start doing more installs on both sides of the ball probably at some point um but they're still sort of evaluating this roster and i, I think that's a good thing to do because you may have your system and what you want to do, but you got to do what your players can do. Um, and I think that's a big point of emphasis for the staff and, um, and it's something that they're trying to work through uh, as they sort of get more familiar with this roster over the next couple of weeks uh, of spring ball. Yeah, that's absolutely the thing that, that I would do. And that probably makes it the wrong thing to do, but, but what I would do if I were, were the head coach, I would, you know, or going into a new place, I would, let the guys tell me I would watch the film obviously from last season and practice and everything I could possibly get my hands on. And then I would say, all right, what position do you play or do you want to play? And then if these guys will tell you, Hey, I'm a linebacker. Okay. Well then you'll play linebacker this spring and we'll go from there. You want guys, especially if you're trying to get buy-in from the players, a good way to start that is to, you know, let them play where they want to play or let them feel where they're, where they're comfortable playing. Then you go through a spring then you evaluate it, you, you go over your spring game, you watch every practice, you have post-spring meetings with all your players, and you say, you know, I really think you could play linebacker, but I think you'd be a better defensive end or tight end. Do you want to – we need some help there. Can you go help us there? And that's where you start having those conversations. But I, I think the first thing you do is you let guys play where they're more comfortable playing because that's where they'll probably give you their best effort, and that's where they'll probably have the best idea generally of how to play the game. So, yeah, I think that's absolutely the right thing to do uh, would be to do that. Pat, b- before we go, just a couple other quick things. Um, I don't want to take this too negative, but I do think it's something that we have to address because it is a concern. Uh, it's a it, it's a huge concern. It's something everyone can probably see. It's something I'm sure you can see, something you've already hinted at. Uh, just how 
worrisome is the situation at linebacker? Uh, you know, if you, know, you get Banks and Harrison back there, and the numbers don't look as bad as they did. You know, you get those two guys back, you get Martavius French, Aaron Willis back in there. Uh, and obviously, you know, the suspension with those guys is still um, – they're still suspended. Nobody's been reinstated yet. That includes Caden Salter. Um, I think those – I think Willis, Washington, and uh, French have French. a court date for the 12th. Yeah, but yeah, Salter's but, got Salter's got dismissed with prejudice, which is basically saying he didn't do anything. So yeah, I mean, I think so. That, the, yeah, there's that legal process, and then there's some university processes that have to run their course. Uh, cutting to the chase, um, the sense I've gotten is those guys will be back at some point. Yeah, and 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 there's you know we heard Heupel say that they. I, I think I think Salter. Support. Yeah, I think Salter first, and then the others probably. True. Um, you know, we'll be able to see if Salter comes back next week. I think it's a possibility. Um, but you know, there's some other processes that have to run their course for those guys. Uh, but if you can get Willis back there, French, uh, you know, Harrison and Banks, the numbers don't look as bad, right? Because you're only going to be playing two of them, right? I mean, it's not like you have you know, nobody's running a four-four anymore, like on the old true. old NCAA football video games when you know that that was that was a defense you could play. Nobody nobody does that anymore. Um, so, you know, th- there's some guys there that are getting some, some big opportunities, right? I mean, Aaron Beasley is a guy that, um, you know, has been there for a couple of years now. Quasi Garland, who's Crot Garland's younger brother. Um, Pac Garland is, is maybe what, what the previous staff called him because that's his nickname. I mean, he's, he's a decent looking athlete. Yeah. Kind of always always has been. Yeah. Always has been. Played, played special teams earlier in his career was a walk on that got put on scholarship. Um, he's getting a lot of run. Morvin Joseph's back there. He, he's you know, that position is not foreign to him because he played at some in high school too. Yeah. Um, and then you know Salon Page probably not going to be a guy that plays a lot, but probably a nice safety valve to have there. A veteran that's been around. Really smart, really that, smart kid. Really high character kid. A good guy to have around. Right, right. Good team guy. Um, you know, and then they're you know, they're giving Will Albright a shot there. So because because why the hell not? Right. I mean, yeah. Can you do it? He's can, pretty, he's, can you run? Can you hit? Give it a shot. <laughs> He's a pretty good linebacker in high school. Uh, now, obviously, tearing up Greenville High School, and it's you know that upper upper East Tennessee football is not the uh, it's not the SEC up there. No, and it's it's sort of I don't want to plenty feathers. No, it's sort of it, it's the joke that it usually becomes cannon fodder for the Knoxville area teams in the playoffs. Usually, right? They all go they all go ten and ten and zero until they play Maryville in the second round and they lose by three touchdowns. Yeah, um, but uh, you know. You know, Green, I shouldn't say that about Greenville. Greenville's won a couple titles. So, true, true. Respect, um, respect. I should, I should not slam the Green Devils. My apologies. Put some respect uh, you know, on giving their him name. a chance there. Uh-huh. I should put some respect on Greenville's name. Right, exactly. And so, you know, he's played linebacker. He was pretty good linebacker in high school. So why not give him a shot? I mean, that that's sort of an example of you know just trying to find. Uh, and I don't know if that's going to stick. I don't know if um, this is just sort of a numbers thing just to get through a practice, right? I mean, because. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we saw this with, with Pruitt's first spring on the offensive line. They barely had, numbers, barely had enough numbers to practice at times. So, you know, maybe Will Albright's helping your numbers where you can get through a practice linebacker. So, um, I think I named all the guys there. Uh, there. There's some other walk-ons there that are getting reps too, but uh, Garland, Beasley, Joseph, Page, and, and probably Albright are uh, those are the scholarship guys that are getting work there. But they're also, again, they're, they're down four guys that, aren't, that would be there normally if they were not suspended and not coming back from injury. So 
Um, and that, that group looks different with Banks. Banks could still be a pretty good player. Yeah. Um, and, and you get Willis, you know, you get him there. He's, uh, and Joseph and Harrison, those are some athletic dudes there. And so, you know, you got to teach them to, you know, to get that closest to going in the right direction and going where it needs to go. But, you know, they should have some, they should have some pretty good athletes there once they get to full strength, assuming that they do get those suspended guys back. Last question, Pat, before we, you and I go uh, mercifully get to go do some yard work on this sunny day here in Knoxville, is Oski is sort of the first, the, the same thing that I asked you in the first segment, but with defense. Uh, anything that has, you know, and we've talked about some position groups in general, so I guess I'll ask this more about individual players. Anything kind of caught your eye in, in a way that, ooh, he looks bigger, ooh, he looks quicker, uh, or ooh, you know, I don't know that he's had the best offseason. Anything that's really sort of surprised you from, from your first few days out there? Uh, you know, we touched on a few guys, right? I mean, we touched on Christian Charles and, you know, I guess both Garland's um, and Simmons and, and some of those guys uh, that are maybe looking better. You know, we talked about Byron Young being sort of passing the eye test, right, yeah. just from walking around. I don't know if he's the first guy off the bus, but he's probably among the first group of you guys you probably want off the bus. Um Yeah, I mean, again, the linebacker position, it doesn't look – doesn't look very uh maybe it doesn't look like you would want it to look but again top two of your top guys there are guys who were safeties when they got here so and, and beasley and, and garland so well you know, you're, you're, are, are, your top two guys are in the portal but, but yeah well, true uh and, and yeah they're they're still not coming back guys yeah uh, i feel like we need to reiterate it's april the 2nd we're still saying this um just because i don't know for some reason it gets keep it keeps looking like a possibility when it's not, but, um, but yeah, so, you know, we touched on a few of those guys. I, I don't, I don't know that I have any, anything else to add to those guys. We don't get a good look at the cornerbacks very well. Um, you know, Tyson Fields and other guys working over there, uh, that I didn't mention earlier. He's probably more of a star kind of guy start. Or they don't, call, I don't think they call it the star anymore. The nickel guy. Yeah. Um, they probably call it nickel so, or something know, like that. And so, you know, we touched on some of those guys, you know, what bright you know it still kind of blows my mind that bryce neeson was playing linebacker at 270 in high school he moves pretty well though he really does yeah but he doesn't he doesn't look kind of place for the defensive line so um uh, but yeah so uh, does he have like the like the arm length and everything to look okay there um or does he does he look like more of a like more of well, a th- like more of a three tech guy or an edge guy to you well i don't i don't know he's a pass rusher see that you know those pass rushers you kind of want a little bit more slender. You want long arms. Yeah. Um, he, he maybe looks more like a sturdier kind of defensive end, set the edge, you know. There's a place lock, for that. Lock, There's a place for that. Lock out the offensive lineman, shed him, and make a play, right? That's kind of what he looks like. But, again, I haven't really even seen him play very much 11-11 football, so what do I know? Oh, that's I mean, kind of the caveat with all this practice stuff. But, but you know what's awesome? Seeing, is, it's awesome that we're getting to see anything after a full year of true. not seeing anything. It's true. It's better than nothing by far. Um, and like Butch Jones used to say, you see a little, you see a lot. There you go. But you also see 15 minutes of a two and a half hour practice where you don't get to actually see any football. So uh, we will probably be uh, seeing a lot of things in the spring game that we will be seeing for the first time. Uh, but that's how it goes. And again, um, you know, after not getting to cover a practice for over a year, uh, because I think I mentioned this on another podcast. My my first practice, the last practice I covered before Tuesday was their last open practice in Jacksonville before the Tax Slayer Bowl. 
Yeah, you, you um, and it was me, what I think it, you and me both because I was at the SEC tournament when it started when the whole thing went down last year. So yeah, right. So uh, and I, I didn't cover that first one either. So I was somewhere. Um, but yeah, so it, it's nice to be back out there. It's nice to just have some, um, you know, see some old face, you know, see some people on campus that you don't get to see that you normally would see, and you know, you give a fist bump, and you know, everything is still very following the protocols, but yeah. um, the human interaction that you know you haven't had for a while is it's nice to get that back a little bit. It is nice. see some people that 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 are else in this market that are not you know see their faces not just on Zoom. That is that is nice. It's been a while, man. I'll let you get out of here on that, Pat. I know you want to go mow the yard, so go do that, buddy. Thank you, Wes. Have a good one. You too, man. You too. I think that was the maybe the most pleasant way that we could possibly end that. You know, Pat and I, it's not always a guarantee that it's going to be a pleasant farewell. That's just sort of how it goes uh, in this this frammy shit. But uh, but it was it was friendly today. I like that. And you know what else I like? I like y'all listening to this podcast. So thank you. Thank you, thank you for doing that. As always, guys, you can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. Uh, Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. And Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. If you want just Tennessee news, nothing else, you can get that at twitter.com slash govals 24-7. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals 24-7. And that page is updated all the time, all the time, pretty much every hour, every day, always stuff going on there Uh, but if you want it unfiltered if you want the most delicious east tennessee smoky mountain spring water just beautiful go get that at govals247.com the best site on all of al gore's internets to get coverage of tennessee athletics which is tennessee football uh, football recruiting basketball basketball recruiting tennessee baseball we've talked about those guys and the the awesome uh, job they've done the past couple years Uh, you got lady vols coverage with maria cornelius who does an excellent excellent job i should say the award-winning Maria Cornelius, and book author Maria Cornelius. She does a great job covering all things Lady Vols for us. Uh, we've got a couple forums that run 24 hours a day, seven days a week, as the name suggests. We've got the checkerboard, and we've got the summit. And uh, on both of those boards, uh, you know, usually the, the summit's more of the women's sports and the checkerboard's more of the men's sports. Um, but really, both boards, as long as it's not political or religious in nature, guys, it's a free-for-all. Go ask us anything you want to ask us. We're there to have fun with you. We're there to... Uh, in this socially distanced environment we're in, we're, we're, we're a water cooler. We're the digital water cooler. Uh, and, and it's it's a good place to be. It's helped a lot of people get through this quarantine. I know it has because they, they've said that to us, and it's been awesome. Uh, and you can get all of that for the low, 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 ridiculously low price of less than one mediocre lunch per month. That's all it costs. And you can have a seven-day free trial to start it off with. So it, it's there's no reason not to do it. And once you pay us the full price, guys, you get access to Paramount Plus, which used to be CBS All Access. Now it's Paramount Plus. And what is that? Uh, Bottom line is it's $100 plus of an annual value in your pocket. No questions asked for free all the time. Uh, You can't beat that deal, guys. It's it's CBS's streaming service, CBS Viacom's streaming service. So you got every show CBS has ever made, commercial free, new movies every single freaking month that are there, uh, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, You got the uh, you got shows that only are on that, you know, like Picard and things like that. Some really, really good shows that are only on that network, only in that streaming service. Uh, and they're for free, and they're commercial free, and it's a great deal. You also get live sports. You get Tennessee sports. Uh, you get, so you get SEC football, SEC basketball, NCAA tournament, March Madness. Uh, you get NFL. You get PGA Tour. You get UEFA Champions League. You get UEFA Europa League. You get all kinds of awesome stuff on there and stuff from the vaults of uh, Comedy Central, MTV, BET. And for the kids, you got Nickelodeon. And for the whole family, you got Smithsonian. All that's there. 
and it's a great deal. Only we can offer it to you. So go take advantage of it. Until then, guys, you should hear from us on Monday uh, at the latest, I'm guessing. So we'll have a couple more episodes next week. Until then, guys, be freaking nice to each other. Wear your freaking masks, all right? Wash your freaking hands, all right? Get your freaking vaccines. We just got our second one two days ago, the wife and I, and we feel great. Let's get through this, guys. We are we are almost through it, and we're going to do it together. Help us out. Get the shot. Let's go. See you Monday. Happy Easter, etc. See you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.